everybody. Welcome to episode 254 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by someone you may have just seen on NXT Level Up. She is definitely a star on the rise. Avery Bro. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by a huge star on the rise, Avery Bro. So, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic to be speaking with you today. We actually have a lot in common, which we'll get into in a bit. So I am super excited, super excited. And of course, to start off on a positive note, reflecting back on your past year, what are a few things personally or professionally that you're particularly proud of? Um, honestly, personally, I'm, I've made like a lot of changes as far as, you know, trying to get in the best shape for this career, um, as well as just like a few other things that I've done just to better myself and put myself on a better path. Um, so honestly, I feel like in the last year, more so the last like, I would say like nine months or so, um, just lots of changes, but all positive, all for the good. So I'm really proud of that. Um, wrestling wise, I just started in May. So I feel like Everything that's happened this like past nine-ish months have been have been super productive as far as making steps into the right direction. So that's also exciting. Of course. And it like soon it's gonna be coming up on a year. Like May is right around the corner at the time we're recording this. We're at the end of March. It's right <laughs> around the corner. That's gonna be super excited. And like I said, we have a lot in common. So I Ooh. wanted to talk about something or someone we have in common, and that's our love for the go to the greatest of all time, Sean fucking Michaels. Let's go. Yes, ma'am. Literally my favorite of all time. Yes. For you, what really initially captivated you about him? Um, honestly, just his presence. He is such like star power. Um, there, yeah, there's never like a dull moment with him. He's always super energized, super hype, and he's HBK. I know. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. The versatility is there. Like, I got drawn in, like, literally, like, his last six months of wrestling with, with DX. But mm -hmm. also, like, he he's very funny. He has the ability to bring you in emotionally, like, very seriously, too. Has, like, the resiliency in the ring, but also can be, like, very exciting. Like, there's just the versatility is there. Exactly. Man can do everything. I absolutely agree. And so, I mean, there's a lot of eras and moments to choose from within his career, but what are a couple of your favorite HBK matches or moments in particular? Mm. Definitely Undertaker at WrestleMania. Definitely, you got to go with the Ric Flair retirement match. Um, I feel like those are like top two. I really, really enjoy both of those. And I feel like they're both... Like, not similar, but also different. So both of those. 
uh, I get super emotional thinking about Undertaker because that was my first WrestleMania seeing H 18 and whoa for HBK just seeing that graphic but he's had such a storied career and now it reinventing himself towards the future leading NXT 2.0 it's it's such a time to be alive it it really is of course, too. I feel like, too, obviously a big part of him is also D-Generation X. And there was, I would say, three eras of that, like mm-hmm. late 90s. Then you have 2005, 2006, and then that 20, 2009 to 2010 era. So which for you, if you had to rank the three eras, wh- what order of DX would they be in? Um, I feel like I watched mostly 2005, 2006. That's the right I- answer. Yes, thank, thank you, thank you. Um, that was like peak age for Sierra there. Um, and then, I mean, nineties are great as well. But I was I was young, so those are watching back. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I will say though, to like two thousand and six, like with the Spirit Squad, Vince McMahon impersonating the McMahons, like Jonathan Coachman. Honestly, like ruthless aggression was peak entertainment value. <laughs> I love it so much. And of course, like I said, I mean, I virtually played the same sports as you growing up with the exception of football. I danced and played basketball for a few years and really lasted the longest in volleyball and softball. So Great. for you within each sport, obviously excluding dance, we'll talk about that in a moment. What were your positions in each of your sports? Uh, volleyball, I played all the way around. Um my coach tried to make me the setter, didn't go well. <laughs> she had me in it like a whole year, and I was like, this just ain't it. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm far better. Just have me everywhere. Um, then basketball was kind of the same. We, we struggled at my high school to find girls that actually, like, wanted to play. Um, so most of the time, like, preferred point guard or shooting guard. But sometimes... Sometimes I'm a center. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go well. I'm not that tall. Um, and then football, I played quarterback. Um, okay, girl, I see yeah. you. Yeah. So that was cool. Softball, I think. I was a pitcher when I was younger, but once you get older, I just was like, it's no, hard. No, no, it's so hard. They are the people who can do it. I'm like, good for you. Um, so I think I was mostly outfield because I was, I was fast. So at least I could sprint and try to catch the ball for him. Where would you fall in? So how exactly long did you play softball? Softball? I think I played to my freshman or sophomore year of high school. Oh, so that's funny. Cause so I started playing like five years old and then played till sophomore year of high school as well. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of it, like I played virtually everything except for catcher played outfield a lot pitched for a bit, but it gets like, that's so hard. Like growing up with that is like, mm-hmm. where would you fall in the batting order? Oh, Sierra horrible at batting. Huh. Horrible. It was my downfall. So I would usually be, I want to say like, fifth or sixth and literally anything to get me on the bases because I would just steal the bases like that's <laughs> they would be like sig- whatever the signal is and I'd be like perfect <laughs> they should have you leading off then uh we had we had another girl she ended up going to 
Louisiana college. I think she was, she was great as our lead off hitter okay. and super fast too. So, I mean, we'll give it to her. We'll give I mean, right behind cleanup. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's pretty good, I would say too. I same for uh volleyball. I played pretty much everything except libero, if you even like count that. I had to set one game because we didn't have enough people. I'm not the I'm not the worst at it. It's just not really my thing, you know. Yes, I was the absolute worst. I just don't know why. I just could not get it. Probably constant doubles and all of that. That's the most annoying thing ever. Is control. And they're like calling you for a double. Mm-hmm. It would happen like every other play, and I would just look at my team and be like, "I am so sorry." Like, she just she won't move me. She won't take me out of the spot. I'm sorry. I started just setting like bumps, and then like that would work out for a bit. Yeah, I was like, whatever. <laughs> it works though. I mean, it, I mean, if you, as long as you can get it to uh, outside or the middle, why not? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, you do what you got to do, but I mean, in, in everything that you've done, would you say that there's like a huge difference in conditioning of your body, whether it need be for volleyball or basketball versus what you would do for wrestling? I feel like your body has gone through probably so much with all of these different sports and activities you've done. Uh, definitely. So for volleyball not I feel like not too much conditioning wise um Lots more like short sprints yeah. yeah uh because you the court's not that big basketball you're doing suicides all day oh um, I hate suicides so much but we would yeah. do them every practice I hated them we would do them and um like I said really hard to find girls that would play so some of them did not care so it they didn't like complete the suicide within a certain amount of time. We were doing them again. And that happened so often. And I would just look at them and be like, why? Like, what do we, what do I have to do? I'll run it for you. Just like, uh, wrestling wise though, totally different, totally different. Um, when they say you can only figure out like cardio and how to breathe and all that in the ring, hundred percent true. I literally could go out and run like two miles right now would do nothing for me as far as like getting ready for in ring shape. It's just, it's so different. Yeah. Especially too with football too. Like what exactly kind of football did you play? Uh, It was women's tackle football. Okay. So still pretty, pretty intense (laughs) and all of that. Yeah. So how intense was like the train that maybe that might be the most intense besides wrestling, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Especially because I was doing it, um, out here in Florida. And so we were training middle of the summer, like I think four or five hours on a Sunday, we'd get out there and I'd just be baking in the sun. (laughs) And doing all these intense drills and hitting things. And yeah, so that was, I would say, yes, the most intense besides wrestling. Yeah, of course. Oh, my goodness. I know you're a big fan of football. Um, and I know you're big with fantasy league too, and all of that. Me personally, I don't watch a lot of football, but I think that's really cool that you kind of have another sport outside of wrestling that you're like really, really into. Two, I mean, like we said, we talked about all your experience in sports, but I mean, you had 13 years of experience in dance too, as well. I did jazz tap hip hop and ballet for about five years. Definitely not as long as you. What exactly genres or types of dance did you compete in? 
We did mostly all of them. So like you said, tap, ballet, um, jazz, lyrical, contemporary, musical theater. Uh, and then there was a category called production. Um, so that was when like, it was like a big, pretty much like our whole dance company, like all ages um, would be in like a production number. And then I don't know if we ever competed hip hop. We weren't the best at it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely different from like jazz tap and ballet. Definitely yeah. a different thing. Probably more fluid with freestyle and all of that. So what would you maybe say is, was the hardest choreography you had to learn? Oh, tap. I hate it. <laughs> really? I just hated it. I think it's like kind of bored me and I just was never really interested. So I would barely pay attention in class and then they'd be like, we're competing it. And I'd be like, yes, I better learn it. <laughs> yeah, I got to catch up fast. I loved jazz the most personally. I felt like that was what I felt with more fluid and natural. And what about yourself? I really, towards the end, when I was younger, I, lo I loved jazz. And then towards like the end, you know, when you're getting older and stuff, contemporary really interested me. I really liked that. Um, and then I just always really enjoyed musical theater. I don't know. Like we were just one dance, we were grandmas. And it was all about like these grandmas going to church and the dance was called Saved. And I just thrived. I had the best time. <laughs> Would you say that that's been your favorite, like, uh, dancing performance? Was that? Yes. Either that or we had a dance called Sound of the Drum that we competed a few times. And it was basically kind of like a African-type dance. And that one was really cool. And we were all, like, super in sync. So that one, I would say, it would either be that or the War Saved. Interesting too, and I feel like dance has evolved so much to the digital age. So, if you're not already, have you thought about hopping on the TikTok dance train? I can't. I do not even have TikTok downloaded. I've never downloaded it once. Maybe that's a good thing because that thing gets so addictive so fast. You you don't, probably don't think it will now, but trust me, you will. See, that's that's why I've never done it because I've had friends and like people close to me and. I'm literally on TikTok for hours and I'm like I just don't have the time for one but two I don't know I never when I was growing up I never had Vine or anything like that um which I know people are gonna be like what <laughs> but yeah I, I never had anything like that so when TikTok first came out I was like hmm whatever like not that interested fair enough i did hear your night owl though and i will say it messes up with your sleep schedule so maybe that's for the better <laughs> yeah sleeping's tough sometimes so yeah yeah like i you'll be up till like four or five in the morning sometimes as bad as that sounds so maybe it's for the better i don't blame you there too and i mean outside of professional wrestling and all of these sports or dance have you had any like crazy injuries um no which is like super, super, I'm super grateful for and thankful. Um, you know, you get like the basic ones when you're playing sports in high school, yeah. like an ankle here or there or something. Yeah. But luckily, no, nothing, nothing crazy, which has been really, really nice. That's really good, too. I mean, I mean, besides, I'm probably of weak ankles and stuff and all of that now with, and all that. But that's just <laughs> natural, I feel like, too. And I feel like 
sometimes like things go awry in games or some strange things happens. So out again, outside of wrestling is, have you had any like bizarre or strange things that have ever happened during one of your performances or games? Hmm, I'm trying to think. It's been so long since <laughs> I feel so old. Um, I've had like crowds get really rowdy on us and like, we had to get escorted out one time after the game because the crowd, I don't even remember if we won, but it was like a, a really close game. And like, there was a few things that were like getting a little chippy. And so they were, they were the type of school that was looking like they wanted to fight us. And we were like, no, like we're good. We're good. So we had to get escorted out. But <laughs> Oh my God. Was it like a high school rivalry? No, like we, game. Interesting. yeah, we only, I think ever played them once and it was that game. Like I <laughs> they think, said never again. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm hope I, my coach is probably like, yeah, nah, we're good. Oh my God. That's gotta be scary. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just like, all right. I mean, people get really invested in their sports. Like even high school especially sports, especially high school. I was about to say, especially high school, they feel a certain type of way about it. Yeah. I mean, that's their kids out there, you know, maybe they're <laughs> vicariously living through them. I don't, I don't really know people's personal. Probably. But yeah. I mean, of course too, you've had to virtually stay fit your whole life and probably you've had to maybe adjust to some new programs based on your sports and stuff like that. So what have you found that works best for your body and your schedule, like workout programs? program wise right now it's super tough since I go usually go to work every day and then after work we have flatbacks yeah. um so I'm usually not getting home from flatbacks until about 10 11 p.m sometimes so I usually just try to fit in a workout there um or sometimes very rarely wake up early before work and work out. Um, but I usually just try to do a push, pull, and then legs and push and then pull again, always throwing shoulders in somewhere in there. And then if my body feels good for like a second day of legs, I'll do legs again. Normally that sixth day is like cardio based and, um, stretching and kind of like recovering and stuff also hey doggy in the background there have to say hello yes. What's, yes. Your, what's your dog's name this one is actually new oh. um i literally just got him yesterday two days ago Aww. the other one is on the floor it's hard he's hard to see Aww. there he is his name's crew okay um, him I'm tossing around some names. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Okay. What what kind of dog is he, if you know? I the website, like Petfinder said Pitbull Australian Shepherd. He's supposedly a husky shepherd mix as well. I see that? Yeah, so I'm not sure. They're just chilling. Yeah, they're I've I've been cleaning all day. They both got baths, so they're worn out. They're they're worn out boys. <laughs> Like, I'm the one worn out from cleaning and giving you a bath. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> Listen, I try to tell him, but we'll let we'll him rest. Sure. Aww, that's <laughs> adorable. That's adorable. I have two cats, and they're like the loves of my life. <laughs> oh, 
I love that. I know they're my little loves. Love that so much too. But with like your schedule and training and all of that, do you kind of maybe have any go-to music artists or maybe podcasts you listen to during your workouts? Uh, so I normally work out in my garage and we actually put a TV in there. So whatever night of wrestling is on and if I make it home in time, I usually just put that on. Um, if not, it's like catching up on a series that I've tried to watch, but I literally have no time. So normally I just watch TV, um, which people always tell me I'm crazy. They're like, how, like you how do you not listen to music? And I'm like, I don't know, just watch TV. Like, see, the only time in my day I can. So, yeah. What are some of those series that you've been wanting to get caught up on, or ones that you have finally been able to? I recently just rewatched Once Upon a Time because I really love that. Um, and RuPaul's Drag Race, of course, that one I'm catching up on this season. I really want to watch Euphoria. But I've been seeing all the buzz. I still, I just don't have time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. My friends are all like, Sierra, like you, you have to watch it. You have to. And I'm like, I just, I, I'm trying. I just don't have time, guys. Like, <laughs> we, tr- we try. I mean, it'll always be there. I think somebody said there's like 2025 or something is the next, 2020 something is the next time the uh, new season is coming out. Like at least two um, years, I think somebody said. So I think okay. we got time. We've got some time. Apparently, anyway. I don't yeah. know if that's actually true. But when you're not training or in the ring, what are your favorite ways to unwind or de-stress? Mostly hang out with these guys. Now with this guy. Um, and then my best friend and I live together. And we also, like, work together. So he's just as busy as I am. And so we normally just come home at night and just hang out and talk until, like, we're ready for bed because we both just have such busy days. So that's how we usually unwind. And we watch America's Got Talent. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I The last season I watched, I don't think it was last year, it was – what no there's no way it could have been 2019 but there was like a russian singer and she made it like to the the finals i don't remember but she was very young um i need to get caught up i watched a lot of the earlier ones and now i just kind of watch it through youtube and all of that but yeah i gotta get caught up on that too too many things but too little time exactly right now we're on america's got talent extreme with nikki bella Oh, I mean, makes sense. I know you love good old Nikki Bella, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And it's America's Got Talent, but extremes. Everything's like way over the top. It's great. Would you say too, I mean, Nikki's obviously associated with like Total Bellas and Total Divas. Would you say that you like enjoy a lot of reality television? <sighs> Certain ones. Okay. Um, my mom and I are like super close. And so when I still lived at home, we would just watch like TV like that all the time just for fun. <laughs> we, we would just think like Real Housewives, she would love that. And so we would watch that. Um, I love Total Bellas and Total Divas and all that. I thought it was cool when I was younger to yeah. see kind of an insight to female superstars um, life, you know, because it's totally different than how usually the males go about it or like just their experiences and stuff. So I thought that that was really cool just to see, um, especially before I got into wrestling. 
definitely too i mean i i can't believe like total divas what started 2013 almost a decade ago seems crazy i remember when it first started that first moments with nikki and john down by the lake or some pier yeah yes opening scene always remember oh my god that's like a whole decade ago that's wild Mm -hmm. i cannot believe that dang that's wild but shifting gears here you graduated from slu correct Mm -hmm. yes so what exactly was your degree or program in (laughs) that's actually funny um general studies i literally could not decide um for the longest i did the disney college program twice like in college, because I just could not decide what I wanted to major in. I went through sport management. I went through accounting because I love math, which people think is really weird, but I do. Um, then I think I went health and PE, like a PE teacher, and then back to sport management, I think. And I just went to Disney and came back. And I just wanted to get back out to Florida because I like living out here and thought, like more opportunities would be out here and so I just went back and was like what degree do I have the most credits towards because I know I'm all over the place I was like just tell me that one and they were like uh just like general studies one and I went perfect (laughs) I'll take it so what do you do for work outside of pro wrestling now then right now yeah uh I'm a manager at a store in Disney Springs Got you. I know you're all about Disney. I don't exactly know. I know, like you said, you mentioned Disney College. I don't exactly know how that is or like what how it works. Cause so can you kind of enlighten me on that? I find that very fascinating. Yeah. So basically, if you're enrolled in college and I think the age limit, you have to be 18, but you can apply for their internship, is what it's called. And so basically you spend a semester um, working for Disney. And they used to have classes you could take while you're here that could count towards your college credit. Um, I think since COVID, they don't anymore, but I'm not 100% accurate. But yeah, pretty much like you just, if you get accepted, it's kind of tough to get into um, for certain positions and stuff. But you just basically come and spend a semester at Disney and you get to get into the parks for free and you just work for them. Like I was at the Riverside, my first one. And then the second one, I was in Hollywood studios, which was really fun. So I was there for the opening of galaxy's edge. So that was cool. What has been the most fun time that you've had through your experience, either through Disney college or working at Disney? Um, I picked up a shift in Magic Kingdom once to watch Happily Ever After because I was adamantly against it. I was like, wishes for life. Um, So I I don't think I had seen it up until that point, but I picked up a shift because I was like, why not? It it was literally just called like crowd control. So you would, you basically just stand there and make sure people aren't like blocking other people or, you know. Um, And so I literally just stood like in the middle of Magic Kingdom and I was working and watch the show and so like I don't know that was just really cool to me and like made me think back to like you know when you're a kid and you're watching it so I would say that was probably like my favorite experience sounds a lot of fun I mean you get to enjoy yourself obviously well keeping trying to keep in mind of all of that too sometimes I feel like we get lost in it too especially if it's something you're enjoying too definitely too I mean 
with the excitement of that too, I feel like your ring gears are really cool too. And would very Mardi Gras inspired, would you say? Yeah. So where does this intrigue with Mardi Gras for you come from? Um, well, growing, like I grew up in Louisiana, so, you know, yeah, every year, um, it's different when you're younger. And so when you're kind of older, you just go to, you know, just be sociable, have a good time, hang out at the parades. And I just feel like there's so many ways that you could go with it as far as like character wise. Um, like I said, musical theater was always my favorite. I'm just like, the biggest goofball of all time. Like, I'm just always like crazy doing whatever, making jokes and stuff. So I feel like Mardi Gras, like not like party person per se, but you know, just like crazy person, just here to have a good time. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what Louisiana culture is anyways. We eat and we have a good time and we have fun. On your traditional, I mean, it's probably been a little bit different the last few years because of COVID and all of that, but what are your usual Mardi Gras tradition traditions or what does your schedule look like that day? So this year actually was the first year that I had gone since COVID. And I think it was like the first full year, like revamped back up and everything. Yeah. So I think I went home on a Friday and then Saturday and Sunday I was in New Orleans with my best friend and her mom, um, parades all day. And then Monday, we went to brunch, this like really nice place in New Orleans. It was so good. It was bottomless mimosas, but also like the best food ever. And then Tuesday, I don't remember what we did when we were younger, but this year my brother and I like boiled crawfish and I was so happy. So actual Mardi Gras day, no parades, but crawfish. <laughs> I know I've heard you talk about that. You like a good old crawfish. I think you only had them for Easter. It makes sense. Like Mardi yeah. Gras Easter season makes sense too for you. What is your go-to alcoholic beverage of choice? If I'm home and I'm having like some cheat days, daiquiris. Daiquiris are great. Strawberry daiquiris are, the, are my favorites personally. Absolutely agree. If I'm out here, hmm, probably lately I've been on just like rum and diet coke. Not too many calories, it gets the job done. I was a big crown person for a while, but I'm starting to get away from crown because I drink it like a little too much, maybe. I drink diet coke too much, just in general. Like that's, <laughs> that's my to go to. I don't know if you guys call it soda or pop wherever you're from, soda, but yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> And with Mardi Gras too, I feel like it's very full of excitement and all of that. So translating that over into wrestling, what has been maybe the wildest or most exciting match or moments that you've ever watched? That I've ever watched? Hmm. I'm trying to think. There, I feel like there's so many. Um, I was just, what was I just watching while I was working out? I was rewatching the day one pay-per-view. Um, and I just... I finished my workout, but I was like, I am not leaving until Beth Phoenix comes out because I was right. watching Edge and Mid. Um, so I literally was sitting in the garage and I was like, not leaving. And like, I feel like that was such a cool moment. Um, 
So just because I just watched that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, Beth Beth is my hometown girl. So I popped when she came out in like the Viking inspired yeah. gear. I wish we could see more of her besides that and the rumble. Like she can still go. Beth, come oh. back, thanks. <laughs> I know, right? I want it. And I mean, Edge is still wrestling and all of that. And we need we need we need a true run for uh the grit couple as they call themselves. Yes. Yes, especially versus like Miz and Maurice. That was so good because they're both, both couples are just such good characters. Like, we just need more. Maurice hit a Hurricane Rana too, which I don't think I've ever seen her do before. And then obviously they both hit glam slams at the end on Miz and Maurice to close it out. I We need more though. Hopefully we get more after Mania and all that, but who knows? That's saying, please. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. And, and of course, we mentioned your ring gear before. So who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in pro wrestling today? Ooh, I feel like Sasha always is coming out with great gear. Um, and it's just, it's just always so good. I honestly would like to say that all of the girls had great gear. When was that? Oh, when they were in Saudi Arabia. I don't know why. It's oh, Saudi Elimination yeah. Chamber? Elimination Chamber, thank you. Um, yes, I loved all of their gear. I was, like, sitting there on the couch watching, and I was like, hats off to everyone. Like, you guys all went so above and beyond, and it was so good. And live with that Britney gear? Oh, my God. I know. It was perfect. Rhea, too. Like, Rhea and Sonia had very similar, like, black leather gear. I loved it. They made do with the restrictions, but they owned it and really showed up and showed out. I could not stop staring at Sonia and Charlotte as a team. I was just sitting there, like, I don't even know what happened during the match. I was just, like, <laughs> staring at them. I was like, they look so good. Mood, honestly. All of them looked so good. I, I mean, Lita, too, and Becky, that was a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a great time. And to close things out, we are all about hashtag girl power here on our wrestling gal. I know Nikki Bella is definitely one of these answers, but who are some females in your personal or professional life that inspire or empower you the most, you think? Um, personal life, definitely my mom. She recently had breast cancer, and woman still came to like all of my matches she was there at my first one um she literally kicked cancer's butt she's the absolute best um and just like the strongest person i know professional i would definitely say like charlotte i think she is super inspiring um you know, people try to compare her all the time to her dad, but I feel like she's in her own entity. I feel like she is so good on her own and has done so much, um, as well as Sasha's another one that comes to my mind right away. I feel like they're both super inspiring. Absolutely agree. Charlotte, I'm a big fan of hers as well. She's had such an ascent, and I think... I mean, a lot of people think that she had stuff handed to her, but I feel like it's going beyond that and trying not to let that stigma or whatever. And she's created and forged her own legacy and her own path and really become so dominant. And same with Sasha. She has 
really cemented herself. I mean, not only in wrestling, but in like pop culture and mainstream mm-hmm. as well, which is really hard to do. And I think it's a real testament to their work in all of, and everything. Definitely. I totally agree. Of course. And before I let you go, Avery, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes. Uh, Instagram is at AveryBro underscore. And then Twitter is AveryBro. And then if you want to hit up the Facebook page, go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. And then we're also on AveryBro.BigCartel.com. Got some cool merch out there. And of course, yes, a couple of by yes. 10s and all that fun stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Avery. It's been an absolute pleasure. And of course, thank you to your dogs for (laughs) keeping us occupied in the background here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. They did all the work. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you.